swirling storm inside. You're enjoying this too much. Steve. I totally am. I, I, you said we're talking about cold weather. I do not pick the music on this show, but maybe as of today, I, I, I will start. <laughs> yeah, frozen indeed. But I, it's not been a historically cold winter. It's just that the trend has been milder winters, and when we get an average winter, it's like, oh, my God, I can't take this. This is too much. Mark Seeley has been tracking weather for a long time. I'm not going to give away how old you are, how young you are, Mark, but welcome back to the show. Good to be with you, Paul. Thank you. Uh, you're not airborne, right? I mean, I know the wind It's a little, little breezy out there. Are you okay? Yeah, we're okay out in our neighborhood here, though. I did notice a couple of trash cans were blowing down. Now, oh boy. Uh, that's, oh boy. that takes a pretty strong wind. Yeah. Gust to 60 right now across the metro. And wind has been a, a, a significant part of the equation. Has it been windier this winter than usual? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our frequencies... Um, if we look at 30, well, we, you know, we can pick a threshold. If we look at 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts or we look at 40-mile-an-hour uh, wind gusts and in all the meso net we have around the state where we measure minute-by-minute uh, minute winds, um, remarkable. We've had a frequency that's probably on the order of two to three times that level of wind maybe even in some cases four or five times that level of wind wow. than we see in a typical winter. Why is that? I mean, we've just been closer to the storm track, more swings in temperature, you know, whipping up those winds? Yeah, I think I think we've had, uh, I, I think that's partly to do with it. I'm not sure what else I can say about that. We've, hmm. um, we, we have had a sharp contrast in... Um, in land cover, because we've had the snow, you know, we've had pretty good snow cover across, persistent snow cover across the state. But as you go to the southwest, away from our landscape, it tends to get more sparse. And uh, I don't know if that's had something to do with it or not, Paul. But hmm. uh, yeah, we certainly have had our share of high winds this winter, no question about it. Lots and lots of uh, wind chill advisories by the Weather Service. So. Help me understand this. My, I just did a rough count, I think 24 sub-zero nights so far this winter in the metro, which is pretty close to where we usually wind up during an average winter, the latest 30-year data. 24 sub-zero nights, but correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't set any record lows, at least in the metro. Uh, it's been moderately cold, but not really record cold. Am I correct? Yes, you're right. Um, in fact, I checked the whole statewide network uh, on the NOAA website uh, this week. We've set, uh, in our whole climate network across the state, we've only set four records so far this month, for example. We've set one uh, cold maximum record, which was minus 17 out at Litchfield back on the third of the month. Hmm. And we've set three cold minimum records, including minus 42 at International Falls back on the third of the month. Now, that's nothing compared to last February, which I know you've already talked with listeners about. You know, last February, in the month of February alone, we set 385 daily record cold maximum temperature values, and we set 196 daily record cold 
minimum temperature values last February. So one year ago, in comparison to this, this February looks rather wimpy. Yeah, it's it, it, look, every winter is different. I, I, you know that, I know that, listeners know that. Uh, right. Sometimes, you know, the weather never repeats, but sometimes it rhymes. And, and we got off to such a mild start right through December and then 20 tornadoes on December 15th. Unlike last winter, uh, January, this winter, w- was was fairly cold. And February has been cold, but not polar vortex cold like last winter, correct? Yes, absolutely right. Uh, okay. Yeah, we've had so many other Februarys. In fact, since the record-setting February, Paul, the record warm February of February 1998, we've had exactly eight remarkably warm Februarys and eight remarkably cold Februarys, and the rest kind of in between, right around normal. Hmm. So our excursions, or our variability is the statistical term, our variability in the month of February over the last 30 years or so has been remarkably high. Yeah. Yeah, all or nothing, it seems. I'm I'm curious, what is your sense when it comes to drought? I know much of the state's still in moderate drought, even a few pockets of severe drought. Is this going to be an issue uh, for farmers come spring planting? Are we going to have water in our lakes, sufficient water in our lakes for boating? Or does March kind of tell the tale if we get some tournament storms here over the next few weeks, then maybe we could be in better shape than last year at this time? Yeah, I I think there is disparity across the state, though, in the current condition. We can always use more moisture, and that's true statewide. But I think because of the disparity, I think there's a larger need for moisture in the northern third of the state. Because back during the recharge period, when soils get recharged with moisture back last autumn, they were kind of left out a little bit, whereas the southern half, at least the southern half of the state, got a fairly good amount of recharge in the soil. But I think it's the northern part of the state and the farmers in the northern, like Red River Valley area, or up in uh, in Roseau County where they grow a, a lot of uh, sunflower flax and grass seed and stuff like that, I think they're certainly hoping for a lot more moisture before we get into April or May. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hey, last quick question. Minnesota is the state with the strongest winter warming signal in the lower 48 states, and I just got a look, a, a glancing look, at some new research and predictions from the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers! Uh, talking about what our winters and summers may look like by the end of the century. And, you know, we won't be around, but our kids and certainly our grandkids are going to be around. And they said right. winters, winters could warm 6 degrees Celsius, summers 4 degrees Celsius. Uh, these are much bigger numbers than anything I've seen before. Any Any reaction to this new research? Well, I would say that, of course, that's based on climate models, but I would say with respect to the winter season, it certainly follows the measured trends of our lifetime, Paul. Our lifetime in Minnesota, uh, you and I go back to the 80s, even back to the 70s. Now, we've seen whole-scale changes in winter temperatures already in portions of Minnesota that are 5 to 7 degrees warmer, and that's just in that small time period. So by the time we get to 
2100, holy cow, I, I'm a believer that it could be more than 10 degrees Fahrenheit warmer, no question. Yeah, which is good and bad. Um, you know, the silver lining, maybe our winters won't be as forbidding as they were back in the 60s and 70s, but it, it brings up right. all kinds of concerns. Will our flora and fauna be able to keep up? You know, we love our North Woods, and um, it, it's going to be a stressful situation, I think, uh, for the environment and, and for our kids. Um Mark Seeley, thank you for joining us. Uh, sure appreciate you, and uh, give our best to your amazing family and, and your new grandkids, okay? Oh, thanks thanks a lot, Paul. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks, Mark. You hang in there. We're- I always realize how little I know after talking to Mark. It's like <laughs> I think I know something about the weather, and then it's like, whoa, okay, I missed that. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, Mark Seeley is amazing.